Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague, Stephen Van Bielen, about event replays, as well as tracking event processors. We also talked about what will be coming up next in the uh, release of Axon 4.5, in addition to the tracking event processor. I hope you enjoy our conversation and let's have a listen. Hi, Stephen. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Sarah. Happy to be back. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? So happy to have you back. Thank you so much for joining me again. It's always a nice day when I get to talk to you. Thank so you. today we're going to talk about one of, I guess, both of our favorite topics, especially yours since you've been working on it for uh, the past few weeks, correct, which correct. is event replays. So yes. <laughs> let's talk about all of the things that um, you've been working on these past few weeks and more. So before we get too deep into uh, the topic of uh, event replays right away, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about um, event sourcing first. Uh, I know you and I have Mm -hmm. talked extensively about event sourcing, but just to sort of um, do a little bit introduction before we go to different types of um, event processors, there was an article that I uh, came across a while ago by um, Martin Fowler, which uh, really portrays what event sourcing is and yeah. how you can replay um, events, which is which is a really nice, um, nice article. So at one point, he does mention that the fundamental idea of event sourcing is to ensure that every change to the state of an application is captured in an event object. So, um, and these event objects are themselves stored in a sequence uh, that were applied to the to the same lifetime as the application itself. So, uh, obviously, the the best thing about not exactly the best thing, but the most obvious reason why we do event sourcing is so that we can have a log of all of the changes uh, mm-hmm. that have happened to the state of the application. And uh, one of the keys to event sourcing is that we can guarantee that all of the changes to the domain objects are initiated by the by the event objects. And there's you know, several benefits with that. But one of those benefits is the event replay, which is our topic today. So when we do event play, also um, according to, um, to Mr. Fowler, uh, he states that uh, if we find a past event uh, was incorrect, we can compute uh, the sequences by reversing it and later events and then replaying the new event and later events, uh, which, is, which is great because then we kind of, by doing this, we're throwing away the application state and replaying all of the events with the correct event in a sequence, which is mm-hmm. nice. So we do this, obviously, in um, Axon Framework, which is one of the uh, really nice things about the framework that um, that people can use. So tracking back a little bit, let's do talk about the event processors. So in Axon Framework, we do have two types, as far as I know, the oh. subscribing event processor and the tracking event processor. So with the replay of events, we um, are using the tracking event processor, but um, I'd like for you to maybe explain what is the difference between the two, the subscribing and the tracking. And I think you do have some news on that for me as that well. Is. So if you can you can tell me about it, yeah, that would be great. Sure. sure. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's fine. I think that's a good 
starting point because uh, the idea of a replay well that 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 rings more bells to other people also if you're outside of the scope of Exxon framework but it's mm -hmm. it's good to know how we internally deal with stuff like that so Absolutely. i believe we talked about event processors in the past as well if i, we if did. I recall correctly yes we did, it's yeah. good to, it's good to rehash this regardless mm -hmm. um to to give a one sentence uh, description of an event processor. Uh, it's the technical aspect inside of Axon Framework, which uh, provides the events to your event handling components. Mm -hmm. So uh, with an event handling component, I mean a class containing event handlers. So right. the methods you would annotate with at event handler. Uh, mm -hmm. And the technical aspect of that is, well, getting or receiving events somewhere and providing them to the handling methods. That's right. what the event processors do. Indeed, there are roughly speaking two types of event processors at this stage um, because we distinct, uh, distinct in two different type of message sources. This right. is the main reason why there are two types. Exactly. So we currently have a subscribing event processor mm -hmm. and a tracking event processor. Um, the subscribing event processor subscribes itself. So this right. is a form of... Uh, a push mechanism, so to say. Mm -hmm. It subscribes itself to a subscribable message source right. and it receives the events as they occur at that moment in time, okay. and that's it. It only gets events mm -hmm. which happen at that moment in time because it gets them as mm -hmm. a push notification immediately. You could see this more as how queues typically work, like RabbitMQ. There is no storage mechanism. It's just the message is published. It's given to a, right. a component and it's going to handle it. Um, right. In Axon, the event bus is a subscribable message source. You can subscribe yourself to the event bus to receive mm -hmm. those events. And uh, well, then you can do with that event whatever you want because the subscribing event processor will give it to your event handling component. Right. Mm -hmm. So the other one, that's the tracking event processor. Essentially, this uses um, a message source which it can stream from. So it mm -hmm. tracks its own progress through the right. stream. This is why it's called a tracking event processor. Nice. It keeps track of where it is in the entirety of the stream. Mm -hmm. It does so in a thing we call the tracking token. So mm -hmm. essentially a position on the source, the message right. source. Right. The message source for this guy is the streamable message source because the message source needs to be able to provide a stream of events. Um, this requires uh, a dedicated storage solution for those events. So this is mm -hmm. why an, an Axon, the event store interface, is an implementation of the streamable message source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This means that if you want to use uh, the tracking event processor, uh, you would simply need to have, well, a dedicated storage solution in place. Right, right. Uh, this can be... JPA, for example, or the Mongo storage engine, but obviously also Axon server. server yes stores our events for us. Sure. So it is a type of streamable message source you can use for a tracking event processor. Now, you already uh, highlighted up on it a little bit. I have some, some news to share on this. So yeah. we are essentially, the notion of these two event processors that might be uh, known information for some of you, and uh, makes mm -hmm. sense, I think. Well, we already have this since the start of Axon 3. Right. Which uh, I, I recalled yesterday is already five years old, five years ago. So that's uh, that's <laughs> a, that's a long time in my mind, especially <laughs> in uh, in uh, encoding terms. Um, yes. We've come to the point that we feel that there is a more efficient way to 
track the event stream. Um, So we are building that. There is a, we have the tracking event processor, which does it on its own uh, accord. It creates Mm -hmm. threads and there's one thread receiving a portion of the stream. And we're working on a pooled variant of this. So it's going to be called the pooled tracking event processor. Which okay. uses a, well, a thread pool, uh, which yeah. can deal with more partitions of the event stream as well. It's going to be uh, more proficient or efficient, I should say. Uh, hard at work on that as we speak, actually. <laughs> yes. well, not as we speak. I'm, I'm speaking to you. I'm yeah, not yeah, really yeah. coding at the moment, but you know, you know what I mean. Yes, um, exactly. I think within the past yeah. couple of weeks, you've been really busy with that, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah getting it. So when is, it, uh, when is the release? Kind of, I, I don't want to say date because we, we never, I never promise any dates, but do, do, we, do we know when and in which, which version it's uh, going to version. be released? Yes, I, I can definitely share the version it's going to be part of. That's, uh, that's going to be the upcoming version. So okay, we're currently great. on 4.4 of mm-hmm. the of framework, the majority of our extension and of server. And right. uh, we are uh, aiming to close 4.5, um, yeah, soon. Sometime I, I, I'd, I'd hope end this month. But okay, uh, okay. that's, uh, you never know. So my, so my expectations are a lot like lower sometime this year, within the first yeah. half of this year, hopefully. Not. First quarter. I think first, first quarter, quarter okay. is a given. Good. That should be that's, a given at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hard dates, if anybody wants no. them. No. You know, we don't do <laughs> yeah, that. It's, uh, it's, no, it's hard to, it's hard to um, expect that at all. I think um, it's totally understandable. So, um Fabulous. I can't wait for that to come out. Yep. And then I'm sure we will have uh, a more detailed talk on, on that as well when it, yeah, uh, sure. when it comes out. Sounds, and, sounds fun. Uh, we can discuss it. So um, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, so we can create these projections, right? And we can replay these events. Do we do we replay all of the messages? Can, can we do that? Or are we, can we do this in command side and query side? Can you tell Good me point. a little bit more? Good point. Detail yeah, essentially. Like yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I will. I will. Um, essentially, the idea of a replay uh, when you're doing CQRS can reside in both types of your model. Right. You know, both the command model and the query model can be replayed. However, on the command model, we typically use event sourcing, which mm-hmm. in essence is doing a replay always. Right. You're just right. recreating a specific instance. Mm-hmm. And more specifically, based on its own events. This this is the difference with the query model. The command model is an object which will likely publish events. It makes the decision to perform yeah. something and notifies mm-hmm. the world. So uh, when it's event sourced, it recreates itself based on the events it has published. Mm-hmm. So we have a very specific portion of the event stream, right. which I'd, I'd like to call the aggregate event stream because it's for okay. a specific aggregate. Mm-hmm. Um, this means that that idea of the sequencing you also pointed out where Martin Fowler describes in his blog, you have that for a specific command model. So a specific mm-hmm. aggregate idea that right. there you have that sequence with. Um, mm-hmm. On the query side of things, you don't base yourself on one specific instance of an aggregate. You could have a one-to-one mapping that the query right. model is a projection of a specific aggregate instance. Right. But it could also be a group of aggregates or several mm-hmm. types of aggregates. So okay. it needs to, it reads the entirety of the stream, everything I of see. it. So uh-huh. this means that there is a second sequence as well in the event stream. You have a sequence okay. for a given aggregate and mm-hmm. a sequence over the entirety 
of the aggregate stream. Of the aggregates. Ah, okay. So, so very deep down in, uh, if you actually look at how Axon Server stores this or how this mm -hmm. would be done in a database, you see both a sequence number column and a global index number column. Ah, okay. So the first so one is for the how does it exactly work with the, the tracking of the tokens? Yeah. Very good point. That's uh, that's indeed uh, the following step I wanted to get to. <laughs> yeah. So um, the tracking token essentially stores this global index. Mm -hmm. That's the position it is at in the event stream. Right. And, and uh, well, there are different implementations of this tracking token, but in most scenarios, it's just the position in the stream. Mm -hmm. So the global index uh, number of the last event it has handled. So if you're receiving a bunch of events or or pulling essentially a streaming right. event processor, the tracking one right. or the new, the pulled tracking event processor, it, it receives, it uh, retrieves events on its own. So it's a pull okay. mechanism, really. It pulls uh -huh. from the event stream, uh, handles those events, and then updates the tracking token, pulls new events from the event stream. Okay. Updates, uh, handles all the event handlers and, uh, and so forth and goes through it. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's the information stored in the tracking token indeed. Yeah. Mm, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So... Let's uh, go a little bit um, sort of higher um, on the topic, higher level. Why yeah. would we need to replay events? It may be very obvious, <laughs> but yeah. can you give me some examples of why do we need to go back and retrace these events that happened? And also, does the notion of snapshotting come to play at all? Good point. I'm first gonna gonna tackle that snapshotting argument, right? Because um, snapshotting for the query model is mm -hmm. not implemented by Axon, right? And this is you see this uh, idea happening a lot. People think, well, you can snapshot in Axon, right? So right. I can I can do this for everything. Well, mm -hmm. no, you can do this for the aggregates, right? Because right. this is where we have that dedicated solution for event sourcing. Mm -hmm. and your aggregate just grows too big, if it has too many events, mm -hmm. you likely want to create a snapshot to load quicker. Right. But that's where Axon is in charge of how you deal with the recreation of your command model. Mm -hmm. Query model, you can choose which type of database you use or how you're going to store it. You don't even right. have to use a database. So we could build a snapshotting solution, but it would require a lot of uh, specifics from the user as well to right. how do you want to store these snapshots? Where do you want to store them at? Because okay. you are given all that freedom to decide what the storage solution is for your mm -hmm. query model. Mm -hmm. So it would just be a bit too much to provide that from the internals because mm -hmm. that would require us to well, likely build one for our relational databases, for right. Mongo, for Cassandra, mm -hmm. for Elasticsearch, for whatever type of source you, you can think yeah. of um, right. that would be an amazing endeavor but then we would need a bigger team to to work on this so Much it's, yes it's a, it's, a, it's a better use of our time if uh, right. yeah we let the user do this because they mm -hmm. typically know best how to deal with right. this so right. snapshotting the query model no That's um yeah you're you're other question with that was why would we do a replay yes. right why would mm -hmm. we do a replay um, how we tackle this in the training typically is that uh, you have an application, you have a specific way of showing the, the, the UI, the view, which is stored mm -hmm. as a query model. Uh, and uh, the business has decided that after a couple of weeks in production, they need an additional column. 
they need more information in this query model to tackle this. Mm -hmm. Now, in older systems where you didn't have the event stream, where you only had that one model, you would, uh, well, either not be able to update it, or you mm -hmm. could update uh, all your models by doing a, a type of database, uh, an update essentially on your database. Um, we view, however, that as we have the event stream, the basis of everything, mm -hmm. we can simply replay. Just start yeah. from the beginning of time and recreate those query models, which apparently need new information. Right. This would be a valuable scenario to do this at mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. your requirements changed essentially. Right. Or uh, another one would could be if uh, well developer we, we are all developers right um, yeah. you you program something you think it's fine but then once it's in production uh, the testers also didn't spot this but a user sees hey this, this piece over here this this isn't right this is wrong you think oh, oh damn yeah we we coded this wrongly we made we made we made a bug this happens right this is life as a developer um, so you fix the bug um, sometimes it would be more efficient to just do a database update, but okay. they could also just replay. You fix the issue and you replay the entire event stream to correct the error you have right. in your mm -hmm. models. Mm -hmm. It could also be a fair solution for a, for a replay. Right. Let's talk a little bit more um, about Axon Framework and how Axon Framework does the uh, this, this process of replaying the events. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And then I would like to go into a little bit of annotation, um, oh. if you if you if you would yeah, like. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but let's uh, let's uh, talk about generally speaking. How does uh, Axon Framework handle replace? Yeah. Um, so so this tracks back to ah, tracking uh, the tracking, tracking event, event processor. processor. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, pun intended. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> definitely. Um, you you need a place to tell the framework I want to do a replay. There is mm -hmm. a point where you need to state this. Right. Um, as the tracking event processor keeps track of its position, it's mm -hmm. that exact position, the tracking token, which can be reverted to an earlier point in time. Uh -huh. So if you tell uh, a streaming event processor, like the tracking one, or like right. the pooled tracking event processor coming up, um, right. if you tell it to reset, you can say, I want you to reset from the beginning of time, mm -hmm. a specific point in time, or maybe ahead of time. Right. It's not really a replay, but you could skip events if you want. Okay. Um, this would initiate the, the replay. This okay. would mean that internally, all the tokens need to be changed to being a replay token. Mm -hmm. so a specific implementation of the tracking token, right. storing the old position and the new position so that the framework knows how far it is in the replay. Okay. So you could actually see this if you're, uh, if you're initiating the replay. You could uh -huh. go to your token entry table and mm -hmm. see that your tokens are now replay tokens containing two tokens internally. So uh, question. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so the tokens that uh, we're resetting. So do we go back to that specific token that we have? Because the annotation says reset token, right? Yeah. Whichever yeah. token it is. So when replaying those events from that specific uh, token number, yeah. right? Yeah. How... Do the tokens, do, do they repeat on that same sequence of numbers? Are they now in a different version? Therefore, they're not exactly the same token. How does that work exactly? So, um, so that we don't have duplicate tokens. Yeah. So so let's assume we have a, an event stream of 100 events. Mm -hmm. uh, it's stationary at that point. Uh, we have a tracking event processor. 
which processed mm -hmm. all those 100 events. Right. That means right. it has a tracking token stored at mm -hmm. position 100. Right. Now we reset the tracking event processor to the beginning of the stream. Right. This means that this token at position 100 mm -hmm. is claimed and it is wrapped in a replay token so that we have the token at reset, how it's called, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the token at replay, which okay. is at position zero. Right, so right, right. it's this token at replay, which is progressing through this, the stream again, again, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. right. And we keep both in check so that the I framework see. knows you are replaying, yes mm -hmm. or no. Mm -hmm. And it's that knowledge which you can use in your mm -hmm. event handling component, which brings us indeed to the annotations you were looking for. Yes. Because there is a, a, a reset handler annotation, mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. can annotate a method inside your event handling component right. to be invoked when the reset happens so mm -hmm. that you could, for example, clear out your database, right. clear out all the old tables. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also the option to allow or disallow a replay on a method mm -hmm. or an entire class. So that it is an actual annotation at allow and at disallow replay. At disallow, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a also a parameter you can add to message handling functions, which mm -hmm. is called the replay status. Right. Replay status is a is an enumeration saying mm -hmm. okay. uh, uh, at replay yes or no. That's essentially mm -hmm. it. It's a replay or a live. So, so this can, can I? I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, no, you. Can no, I pause no, for no, one no. second? So um, talking about the annotation. Um, let's go back up a little bit. Um, sure, sure. How do we tell that, for instance, class or aggregate that we want to use the tracking event processor? Do we use that annotation at the top of the class? Do we use it for a method? Can we do both? How do you put that? Where Good do you point. put that annotation? The, the, the reset handler annotation is mm -hmm. uh, an annotation you put on a function. Okay. So just a regular method inside mm -hmm. your class containing the event handlers. Okay. Um, this this method would be invoked uh, at the moment you uh, click the well, tell the tracking event processor to reset. So by using the, um, for instance, the um, uh, allow replay, or it automatically tells the framework that we're using the uh, this method or, the, or this annotation to replay the events. Yes. So it's automatically done for you. You don't have to yes. use another separate like. Tracking event or at tracking event processor, and then no, no, allow no, replay or anything like no, that. It's already done for you. And okay, no, good, 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 okay. So that that was my. Good. But anyhow, Just to clear it out. sorry, good point. keep going. No, no, worries, no, worries. <laughs> no it's, it's, it's a good point because uh, there is there, there there are like two different different landscapes in here, right? You have mm -hmm. the the notion of defining what the technical aspect is of providing right. your events. Which mm -hmm, can be the mm -hmm. subscribing or the tracking thing, right? And then you have your event handling components, which mm -hmm. are wrapped by such an event processor, but mm -hmm. they, on their own accord, typically don't know whether their event processor is tracking or subscribing. They don't have a clue. Uh -huh. so you could very well add all those annotations that allow and disallow in right. an event handling component, which uh -huh. receives its events from a subscribing event processor. Okay. It just doesn't do anything then. It doesn't uh -huh. react to it. I see. Okay. Because to react to it, the framework needs to see the tracking token. Right. If the tracking but token, well, isn't there, it's then, not then do it doesn't, anything. then it simply disregards those annotations. Uh -huh. Still means that your functions work. The mm -hmm. event handler would still function if you have an add disallow annotation uh, and it's part of a subscribing event processor, it would still right. work. Mm -hmm. uh, 
there, this stage is nothing to warn you against the fact that, okay, this component has these annotations, but you're not a not streaming actually, solution. Right, right. Actually be an interesting thing to, to warn people about that. Yeah. Um, need to think about how to do that though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then now I have to ask you this, since you are working on the um, pull tracking event processor, um, how do you <laughs> or should I wait until it comes out and then we'll talk about it? Can you give me a sneak peek? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I can definitely give a sneak peek. Um, we essentially have decided that this pool tracking event processor and mm-hmm. the tracking event processor mm-hmm. um, both require the same API. Okay. So you both be able to replay. Mm-hmm. This means that there is now a, a, an interface implemented by both this uh-huh. is called the streaming event processor. Right. So a bit more like we have a subscribing event processor using uh-huh. a subscribable message source. We now have a streaming event processor using a streamable message source. Makes that combination a bit more clear, we think, as well to users. Yeah, yeah. This means that whenever you have a streaming event processor, either the tracking or the pool tracking one, you mm-hmm. simply have a reset tokens method on it. Okay. So, and that's it. And Okay. Okay, so that that makes it easy. Yeah. Um, but then kind of brings me back to to uh, my previous question. Then how do you do you define it, or again, framework defines it for you, or decides it for you? So uh, at this stage, um, the framework defaults to a tracking event processor still. Mm-hmm. So the the, mm-hmm. the old variant, right? Um, because uh, and, and not the subscribing. We we okay. used to default to the subscribing back in Axon three days. Okay. Because we figured this is simpler and there's no added threading involved. No need. Yeah. Uh, sure. But essentially, everybody wants to be able to do a replay. Mm-hmm. So we figured. Let's make tracking the default. That's what we did in Axon 4. Right. We're not going to switch that default to the pulled tracking event processor just yet. We want to let it be there for some time, have people use it. Maybe mm-hmm. we, we will obviously figure out some, some issues. That's always mm-hmm. happening, right? That's, a, right. again, just the fact of being a developer, I guess. It's not yeah. that I'm not doing my best to resolve <laughs> almost everything, by the way. Uh, I'm not dropping this on the community. Uh, right. But it's just, it, it, it happens. It's a starting point, and yeah. yeah, we improve on it as we go. Exactly, but you can simply you can configure it essentially. You can tell <laughs> okay. the, your Axon configuration. Uh, I want to register a pooled tracking event processor, and then uh, that's based on the the name of the processor, mm-hmm. and that, that name can also be placed on your event handling components. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as far as the annotation goes, basically we use the same kind of annotation for for yeah. both. Pull tracking yes, exactly. and then the tracking. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, this is this is exciting stuff. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm very to looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's it's definitely a sneak peek because typically we yeah. create an issue for things like this, yeah. which is on our issue tracker on GitHub. Mm-hmm. There's no issue for this. It's all in the dark. So uh, yeah, I, I very much hope excellent. people are going to like it. Uh, we we like it at this stage. I, I, I hope so too. I, th- I think it would be very very beneficial to have it. I think it's it's fantastic. Yes. Uh, so we talking about uh, tokens. I, I'd like to go back and uh, 
focus a little bit more on tracking token position a little bit, if that's okay. Um, so in the framework, we can uh, use, for instance, uh, for instance, the create um, head token or create tail token or uh, create token at an instant. Um, can we talk a little bit about that? Can you tell me uh, what are these used for and how can yeah. we use them? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I was already thinking whether I'd need to dive into that specific as well. But uh, I'm, ha I'm happy you're asking the question because it is uh, valuable information. Um, awesome. I, I like to start it off with, with the idea that let's assume we have a, an event store containing 15 years worth of events. Right, right. If you're doing a replay, uh, th there are plenty of scenarios you want to go to the start. But do you always really need to get to the start of that event stream? Do you need to see your old photos from 15 years ago? No. Yeah. Uh, likely not. Not in all scenarios. Maybe maybe once in a while sure people come over, right? right. Yeah. There, there might be short occasions where you really need to go to the, back, uh, the start of the stream. Yeah. But in a lot of scenarios, just doing the last month or so, maybe three mm -hmm. months of events is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. This is definitely when you're thinking of, when you're using this this approach, right, of, of being mm -hmm. able to do a replay, discuss mm -hmm. this with your domain experts, with your business analysts to see, mm -hmm. okay, how, how far back does the query model need to go for our users? Right. This is something you can provide when you're doing the reset tokens operation. It's not just a reset to the beginning of time, you can define where in the stream you want to start at. Mm -hmm. So you need to create a token at the position you want the replay to start. Okay. So this is that create head token or create tail mm -hmm. token or create token at a position or through a duration. Mm -hmm. If you're creating a tail token, uh, mm -hmm. this is when you go to, to the start. When you're doing a head token, you go to the head of the stream. So you skip any events, essentially. This okay. could be used if you're uh, having a, a new saga, for example, mm -hmm. which you don't want to, well, start from the beginning of time because then you're mm -hmm. handling events from 15 years ago and starting processes from 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, likely you don't want that. So you yeah. want it to start at that position in time where you're starting mm -hmm. your application for the first time. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this creation of the token this is also a job the streamable message source provides. Okay. So the event store, for example, if we mm -hmm. come back to that. The event store mm -hmm. is a streamable solution, but right. the event store also knows all its positions. So mm -hmm. it can decide what the head token is or what the right. token is at a specific moment in time. Okay. So this is, um, this is why if you're... Uh, if you're checking the API of the framework, if you're initiating a tracking, uh, a reset tokens operation, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can be given a function so right. the, the Lambda idea of a function uh, yeah. where you get a streamable message source and you need mm -hmm. to return a tracking token. The fact oh. is because that streamable message source allows you to create a token at a specific moment in time. Mm, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I did want to ask you a question and uh, I briefly forgot about it, but you did mention uh, a few times that you can skip events in a replay. So uh, that we don't go from, we, we don't always want to go from one specific point in time and then replay all of the events. We can uh, go to a specific point in time, but then skip some events in between and then sort of have maybe two or three different points of reference where you replay your tokens from or your events from. Can you tell me how we can, how can we do that? How can we go from, um, say, a year ago in, um, let's say, 
an event that happened so-and-so time in June, and then you get those events until like September, but then you want to skip events from September to December and then get your events from December until like January of this year and then skip a couple of weeks and so forth and, and so on. Yes, so, so this is quite quite complicated to do. You essentially want to have a form of, of an ad hoc replay for a very specific portion of the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, this would, at this stage, require some custom work to do okay. this. Uh, definitely doable still. Uh, you mm-hmm. just, well, essentially use the event store, retrieve a stream, and filter out whatever you require, really. Right, or when right. the portion of the model you require is done. Mm-hmm. So would it be like a, a, a case for um, using, for instance, a create a token at instant or a create token since a duration and you give it that specific duration and then you skip another, you know, several months or weeks that you don't want in between and then do another replay, create token since or with the token and then do that again? Or am I completely on the wrong track here? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say this is the wrong track because it is a logical question to ask, but it is um, it is something which uh, used to be a bit more upfront in very old versions of Axon. So very old, I mean Axon 2. Uh, you could initiate a, a replay and you could provide a criteria for which events to handle. So okay. you could filter out whatever you didn't require or just... Uh, pick a specific time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, the current implementation of uh, the stream, uh, streaming event processor, so the tracking and the pool to tracking, mm-hmm. um, you can define uh, how far you want to go back. And from that mm-hmm. moment, it would just go through the entire stream. Okay. So really grabbing a portion out of it, uh, that, that's what I mean, that it requires some custom code. Mm-hmm. The current uh, solutions don't really do that for you. Mm-hmm. It is a question which pops up. So it is mm-hmm. definitely something we are thinking of how to right. return this because sure. uh, to, to share a scenario when this would be handy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's assume uh, we have an event stream again of 100 events right. and we only need the last 50 events. We want to do a replay from the last um, month and that goes back 50 events. Okay. So we do that. We start at mm-hmm. that moment in time. Now, when you're handling events, you're either updating a query model or creating it or deleting it, essentially, being very basic. You're doing the form of CRUD operations or CUD operations, not (laughs) Um, What if the creation event is on position 49 and the update event for that query model is on 50? Mm -hmm. This means that your event handlers need to be smart that in chances when you're doing a, a replay from a specific moment in time, they need to be aware that maybe that model isn't there. Maybe I need to derive it based on what I do know. Or uh-huh. maybe you want to do an ad hoc replay. And this is where that requirement you're stating that you read a portion of the stream becomes right. important. Uh-huh. And we do signal this requirement, really point it out. Essentially, right. if you can be, I'd like to call it lenient with your event handling, so mm-hmm. either ignore uh, those events if you don't have the model or recreate whatever you do know at that moment in time. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. First is easiest. The latter, well, that needs to be an option. It's not always an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes users do want to be able to do an ad hoc replay. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely doable. Um, right. Might be a bit too much to discuss that in, sure. in, in, in vocals. I'd, I'd really, you really need to have some text and some some code samples with that. Exactly. Uh, there are some uh, suggestions 
mostly from me, I think, uh, out there on, on Stack Overflow and on, right. on our forum as mm-hmm. well. So if you need this, uh, by all means, go there. Yeah. Um, but it is something I'd like to provide from within the framework as well. Sure, so sure. you can say, okay, I want to replay this specific portion from the stream mm-hmm. to recreate mm-hmm. this specific model as well, because right. that's what you would need it for to do a specific model recreation from right. time to time. Exactly. Um, the, the reason why I was thinking about that was uh, when, when I was um, teaching lessons, there were times that, um, you know, obviously you have gaps in between the, um, your schedule, right? Um, yeah. Whether it's holiday or school um, vacation, whatever it is. And, it was not always handy to go back and look at all of the events of the past year because mm-hmm. I didn't care, for instance, for spring break. There was nothing going on during the, those uh, you know, several days or um, you know, Christmas break or what have you. And so cutting those portions out of um, my event logs, basically, mm-hmm. would have been really handy to, to kind of go back and retrace some of the things that I needed to do. So that's, um, yeah, that's one of those things that I... I constantly go back to what how do I get rid of this sort of um, uh, information that doesn't really uh, give me any value Um, do I want to stream all of those events do I want to get rid of them can I get rid of them you know all of these Uh, 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 different scenarios there's you know the sky's the limit so you can can come up with all these different (laughs) different versions yeah so um it sounds reasonable Sorry for interrupting. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It is. is, um, You in in bare bones, you retrieve a stream, so an actual Java eight specific of a stream, and you can filter out whatever you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you you can do that, but it is. um, I think for Axon can be a bit more kinder to providing you means to do so. Yes. Yeah. No. It's a little bit uh, uh, easier, user friendly, I'd say. And so we did talk uh, briefly about uh, being able to uh, replay aggregate or aggregates. Um, I kind of want to go back to that a little bit. Do when we replay a stream of aggregates, or um, let's actually take one aggregate, right? Yeah. Uh, and you want to replay the events of that uh, specific aggregate. Do we uh, when you when we go back and replay those events? So the, basically, this is like would we call it a new version? Would we give it a new version? Sort of like we do with uh, snapshotting. Um, if you're you're talking about the command model right now, right? yes, 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 yes. yeah. Um, essentially, when you're doing Thank a, you for a reading my mind, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just just being sure there, just uh, yes, um, absolutely seeing bogus. Um, <laughs> if if you're replaying the aggregate, so event sourcing, I'm just uh, mm-hmm. going to call it uh, when you're sourcing your aggregate. Um, then if you recreate it from scratch every time so you're Mm -hmm. not using snapshots Mm -hmm. uh, then you don't necessarily have an aggregate version in there you can add that there is an idea of an aggregate version you can Mm -hmm. attach to your aggregate um, which can be used in conjunction with the command you're dispatching so this is um, i'm not sure whether you spotted this uh, but i'm going to share it regardless it might be interesting Um, let's assume uh, both you and me are dispatching mm-hmm. a command for a for a specific aggregate, for the exact same aggregate instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we base our 
command dispatching on a certain state of that aggregate. So we assume that uh, we have fields A and B. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, there is not really a notion of both the commands happening at the same moment in time. Because Mm -hmm. the aggregate is our consistency boundary, we ensure that only a single operation happens at a given moment in time, that everything inside seems atomic. Now, if we want to tap into the version of the aggregate, um, Mm -hmm. we can provide that as a target aggregate version, essentially Mm -hmm. defining the set of events which has been uh, used to recreate the aggregate. So okay. if we have an aggregate of consisting of 20 events, then we know we have this aggregate at position 20. So mm-hmm. you can dispatch a command with that information in t- attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Then as we're event sourcing, your right. command goes first. You uh, make some, your command makes some decision, adds mm-hmm. a new field, you have A, B, and C. Okay. I dispatched the command with the thought that only A and B were there. Now maybe uh-huh. the addition of C is a conflict for me. Right. Mm-hmm. This conflict can be resolved by Axon. You can add a notion of a conflict resolver, which can okay. see that old version you were expecting, uh, can yeah. tell you which events have been added mm-hmm. within your version and the current version. Uh-huh, and you I could see. make some decision whether it's okay to perform that operation in that moment in time. Okay. I'm not sure. So this is conflict resolvers. You can right, use right, them. Right. Um, in a lot of scenarios, mm-hmm. you typically don't, need this this is pretty specific stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, i'd wager that the documentation on it is pretty slim as well Uh, for which i'd uh, like to extend my apologies to anybody who now very much wants to use conflict (laughs) Um, there are some sample projects i can share on the matter so if you do want some interest just drop a question on the on the discuss form. I believe mm-hmm. there has been a recent question on it anyhow, so you can search yeah, as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So Perfect. you can dive into this. Um, I'm, however, not sure whether this is the original question you had because I was just firing away. Was this what <laughs> you wanted to go at, uh, Sarah? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, my train of thought kind of got redirected to, but I think, yes, I think that was the the, the point I was trying to um, get to. So I appreciate it. And sorry, sure. I'm... Get, steering the conversation into yeah, no, that, that's what it is right questions come to mind and yeah, yeah. Okay. i'd like to ask them and i appreciate you uh, taking the time to to answer them thoroughly um i do want to uh talk about axon server a little bit also because i know sure. most of the uh process does happen through axon framework but mm-hmm. axon mm-hmm. server does have some perks that i like to um discuss definitely, definitely. Like. So, yeah. yeah tell me yeah, so um, arguably the biggest pain point, I'm going to say mm-hmm. the pain point, if you're not using Excellent Server, right. is um, let's assume, again, I'm, I like to make assumptions, right? Or set yeah. a stage, essentially. We have our application and uh, we've distributed. We have mm-hmm. two instances of our application for fault right. tolerance reasons. Mm-hmm. This likely means that the tracking event processor or the pulled tracking, if you're using 4.5 somewhere in the future, uh, also has two instances. Mm-hmm. It resides on both locations. Okay. When you're doing a reset, you need to change your tracking tokens, like I said. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to be able to update all the tracking tokens. Right. And what I mean with all is that we can segment our stream into different portions, meaning mm-hmm. that we have for every portion, we have a tracking token for that event processor. Okay. The replay is invoked on a single instance, not on both. 
So one of those instances is told to do a replay. Now, if it does that, it will drop all the tokens. It would release all its claims, Mm -hmm. meaning that this other processor can grab those tokens and start processing. That's what they want. They want to process (laughs) events. And this is an issue. So because that means the replay tokens cannot be updated because somebody else has the claim. This uh, signals the requirement that you need to stop not only one of these tracking event processors, but both. Mm -hmm. You need to stop all the instances of the specific guy, which needs to start a reset. Uh-huh. Now, this uh, points out the requirement of having either uh, these instances know of one another, mm-hmm. or you have a person up top, which knows of all the instances and can tell them to stop so that one yeah. of them can reset. Right, right. This is a perfect fit for Excel Server. Mm-hmm. Excel Server knows of all your connected applications, knows right. of all the locations where this streaming event processor resides. So this is uh, the dashboard allows you to tell, stop all these instances, then you can do a reset. And once that reset has been performed, meaning the tokens have been updated, then you can start them again so that they can start processing. This is definitely a large benefit of Excel Server uh, because it is automatically that that man in the middle, essentially. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you don't use that, you need to create it yourself. Okay. It is doable. I've done this in the past, uh, especially yeah. when Axon Server wasn't there yet. We right. had to, right? Yeah. Um, but it might be if you're uh, not in the, if you don't want to build such an infrastructure component, well, I again recommend using Axon Server. It's so is this, um, is this also available in the standard edition or is it only in the enterprise edition? No, the standard edition also allows you to stop okay. your processors and start mm-hmm. them again. The sole thing which currently isn't there is yeah. triggering the reset through the dashboard. And I believe you know this. I knew you were going to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to that's tell a- this. <laughs> yes, that's actually a feature that um, I'm working. I started actually working with uh, our colleague, Sarah Pellegrini, and uh, yeah. this was several months ago. And um, it's still ongoing. And uh, yes, we will we will finish it so that we will have that reset button as well, that when you yeah. go on Axon Server, you can uh, use that. Yes, my apologies on that no, end. No, I got no. I got a little bit uh, busy with cloud, so <laughs> that's definitely in the in the process. So we'll we'll get that. Hopefully for for the next uh, release, we can we can provide yeah. that. Sure, yeah, sure. That well, I'm be, confident. Uh, it's it's a nice thing to work on, and it's going to bring a lot of benefit to a lot of people. I think. Yeah, so, uh, I think so. You deserve those kudos. Just just <laughs> take that take that issue and make it your own. Say you, this is yes. what I've done. You should be happy because I've done this. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. I promise. It should be done soon, hopefully. Um, fantastic. So anything else that um, you'd like to mention? Did, did yeah. I miss anything? Did we cover everything? Oh, we definitely covered more than I anticipated. I figured <laughs> we would just be doing doing uh, replays from the query model side, but you Sorry, very rightfully saw. So, so <laughs> no, no, yeah, that, that's good. You, you very rightfully so also pulled in uh, the idea of events forcing because it is essentially a type of replay. How that deals right. with conflict resolvers, I, I mm-hmm. definitely didn't anticipate that question. Uh, luckily, I uh, I you know a little bit about toes. Axon, right? <laughs> <laughs> just a tad bit, right? <laughs> yeah, just a tad bit. Yeah. No, you are the expert. Um, I think yeah, you covered. But- yeah. Good. And I, I, that's why I um, really enjoy talking to you because um, I can pull all these questions out of my hat and... Yeah. Uh, 
you know the answer, which is great. And that's, that's the point, right? So. That, that's what you get from years of, uh, of working on the thing. I do recall one thing, right. though. Yeah. I do have a pointer to share. Um, this replay, when you're doing it, it can mean you do need to replay everything. And maybe that is 15 years worth of events. This might right. take some time. Right, mm -hmm. it, it it just it can be a lot of events. Maybe it's are just a million. Maybe there are yeah. two billion. Who knows? Um, you definitely need to take that into account. A replay is a very strong concept. It can yeah. be also pretty heavy on your application. Mm -hmm. You need to be mm -hmm. cautious when you use this. Right. Um, there also is an idea of improving the speed of a replay. This is we have a, a blog out there. Uh, called the CQRS uh, Performance blog, right. if I recall it correctly. Yeah. It's uh, from a former colleague of ours, uh, Frans van Buhl. Uh, yeah. I'm essentially making a revamped version of this blog to also contain yeah. a code sample because That's I think it's just, we should have a code sample out there to show people this is how you can mm -hmm. improve the speed of a replay. This is something I'm working on, uh, also tying into that I'm working on this for the last couple of months, essentially, not yes. just this new event processor, also this blog post, um, because it's it's beneficial to see how you can enhance the speed. So uh, I'd, I'd like to say to all the listeners, keep your eyes out. There's a, a new blog coming in uh, yes. showing how you can do this. And I'm actually really glad that you mentioned the notion of time because when I was um, uh, preparing for our talk today, I um, came across the, the the batch size that uh, when you're yeah. trying to you know replay a, a series of events, so that's really important. And um, I came across something that. Uh, was interesting because it said if you have uh, several million events that you're trying to replay, it shouldn't take days. It should maybe hopefully take yeah. just hours to yes. to go through them. But I'm really, really glad mm -hmm. that you mentioned that because uh, that's one of those things that um, I personally don't always think about. I don't think about the notion of that this thing might take some time. And so if you're thinking about uh, doing a replay on your events based on the size of the batch that you're working with, um, you may not want to do it, you know, um, no. at a busy time of your application or what have you, or a busy time that you need this, uh, these events going on. So it's, uh, that's Correct. that's good to have some buffer um, on that. And so thank you for mentioning that, definitely. Um, anyways, but thank you so, so much, as always, Stephen. I, it always is a pleasure to talk to you and uh, share all of these uh, wonderful knowledge and ideas and uh, future uh yeah, and the future too, which is yeah. which is really exciting. Thank yeah. you, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, happy to do so. This is uh, I, uh, I I very much enjoy working on Axon, but I, I also very much enjoy talking about all these concepts. Just yes. a side of Axon as well, right? It's um, it's it's been my bread and butter for quite some time, and I hope it stays that for quite some time as well. Um, it's just too Absolutely. much fun. Uh, yeah, it's just too much fun. <laughs> I can't stop working. Yeah, yeah, and no, and it's it's good. It, you know, it's a it's good when your um, passion is what you do for a living, right? It's always, or hopefully, this is kind of your passion. <laughs> Try it enough no, that no. you like it. Yeah. You know, enough to want to talk about it, which is really good. So again, thank you so much, Stephen, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope uh, it's uh, beautiful over there too. It's a uh, nice and kind of fluffy, snowy here. Finally, yeah, got some snow the snow is nice. Yeah, and you guys got some snow in the Netherlands too this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, super it's been usual. quite some time that it's been this heavy, but uh, it makes for nice walks and uh, 
that's virtually all we can do in this period. But still, yeah. it's nice, it's right? Good. It's good. Yeah, we were Enjoy we were it. a little bit jealous of you guys because you got all this night, and it was kind of like s- s- this ring around Hamburg where everything else got snowed on, and we kind of really? escaped it. But Aww. yeah, but we finally got some snow today, which is really exciting. So my kids were super lovely. happy this morning. Yeah, lovely. yeah. Anyways, enjoy this lovely day, and I talk to you soon. Yes, have a nice day, Sarah. You Wasn't too. It? it was a pleasure. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stephen. Please join me next time as I discover more about Axon and its ecosystem. Until then, have a great time and happy coding.